0: Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this
0: left
2: on?
1: And 30 feet is still in range.
0: Where else is history? Still in a make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA
1: TV.
2: Radio post game edition. This is Derek C. Apollo with Norm Hightower. Thirty five thirty Rams beat the Cowboys. Oh yeah. Norm, how's this game matter to you?
3: Oh, I gotta tell you I got a sore back and I think I might have broke my wrist from doing cartwheels in my living room. For those of you who don't know, Norm is a big man. <laughs> cartwheels living room is, is uh will be a sight. It was you know, it's nice to have fun watching Rams football again. It's been a long time I wasn't confident that they were they were gonna be able to pull it out after the beginning of the game and watching the Cowboys, but it, it was extremely fun to watch a game where you knew they had a chance to win if they played well, and they came out and played solid, and then next thing you know they're leading, and you're like, oh my God, this could really happen, and then it happened, and it's like it's been a long time since since you or I or any other Rams fan could could watch a game and go, wow, we got a shot at winning this.
2: It's been a long time. matter of fact, this is the first time that the the Rams have beaten the Cowboys since 2008. And we'll we'll have more about that one later. Uh, What were some really great things you saw in this game with the Rams?
3: The maturing of Jared Goff. Goff was, you can tell that he's turned the corner. You can tell that having Sean McVay there for head coach has made a huge difference. You can see him making smarter choices with the ball. You can see him throwing the ball away when nothing's open. Today, a couple of big differences I saw is he wasn't backing out of the pocket as quickly, given his offensive line time to uh, to really block for him and protect him, which they did a phenomenal job of, and, and the offensive line deserves a lot of credit in this game. So I would say the maturing of Jared Goff and him coming into his own and taking charge of the team. Todd Gurley's continuing to impress, not only as our running back, but he's, he's, he's now – a complete running back where he's great for us in all three downs. It was awesome to see him not only running the football well, but catching the football well. Uh, He was our leading receiver today, and it's nice to see our offensive coordinator uh, using him the way he's using him. So I I would have to say the maturing of Goff, watching Gurley come back into form and really grow as a running back, our offensive line – and our defense in the second half,
2: well, let's talk about that defense. The cap was put twenty four points in the first half, four possessions, four scores. You know what really made the difference going from the first half to the second half?
3: Well, first of all, in the first half, you know they they drive down first drive, kick a field goal, we match it, and then they score three touchdowns in a row, the next three possessions, uh four possessions in the first half, and they score on all four. We couldn't stop them. And you're looking at it going, oh, we're in trouble. I mean, we have an offense, too, and that now, and that's nice to say now. But uh, if we can't stop them, we're not going to be able to beat this team. And then in the second half, I think Wade Phillips changed, changed some of his stunts, changed up some of the blitzes, blitzed a little more, put a little more pressure on Dak Prescott. And I think the team's grown a little bit, too, as far as knowing they had to step it up a little bit and play better in the second half. The first half was atrocious. Uh, Alec Ogletree, uh, I'm going to pick on him a little bit today. And I, I've talked to you before about how I thought our weakness in our, in our defense was our secondary, but today it was our, I think it was our linebackers. Several plays I saw Alec Ogletree uh, not able to shed the blocker. So, you know, when they'd run the ball up the middle, as soon as somebody touched him, he was out of the play. He, he couldn't shed the blocker and get into the play. When, uh, Ezekiel Elliott scored on his first running touchdown, he whiffed it. I mean, Ogletree whiffed the tackle. It didn't even look like there was any effort at all, no technique. I mean, I saw that, and I thought, wow, if, if our linebacker's going to play like this, we're in big trouble. Second half, it wasn't that way. So I, I noticed he blitzed Ogletree a lot more in the second half, and I think using him more like that is a better use of him. Because, I mean, let's face it, he's not – he's not built like a Sean Lee who didn't play today, you know, or a James Laurinaitis or, or anybody like that. He's he's more of your lean, fast, sideline-to-sideline side kind of middle linebacker. He's more of an outside linebacker than an inside linebacker in the way that he's built, and you could really see that today. So when Wade Phillips changed it up and did that, uh, I think that made a huge difference. The second half was completely the opposite of the first half. They were only able to, to really put – Uh, one good drive together in the second half so I thought it was interesting Jerry Jones uh, made a comment after the game he credited Wade Phillips for the Rams beating the Cowboys he said that he was the difference today well I I agree with that statement in the second half for sure but the nice thing is our offense is legit everybody's been questioning you know how good we're how good we are how good we can be because we haven't played you know anybody that's worth anything yet. Well, the Redskins obviously are a good team because they're coming out and playing strong this year, and here we are playing Dallas, who, who doesn't have the greatest defense, but they have a good, strong, solid de- defense, and we matched them drive for drive and, and score for score. We were just kicking a lot of field goals in the beginning, um, which, which I'm fine with. You know, Zerline going seven for seven today is not something that you typically would want to hear, but when we're able to put 35 points up on the board doing it, obviously we're able to move the ball. And, and so I'm okay with that, but our defense wasn't doing its job in the first half, and it did in the second.
2: Well, here's, here's a question, too. You know, was it also the offensive adjustments as well? The Rams came out in the second half, did get their touchdown, take that lead, and, and really kind of dictate more of their offense as well. Does that change how the defense, you know, plays them when, it, when their turn comes around? By defense, I mean the Cowboys' defense. Does that change how Dallas plays them? I think it does, I think it put Dallas on their heels. I think, it, I, given the, the history between these two teams, I think Dallas didn't expect the dogfight they were in. I, just, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that Dallas would just sort of roll over offensively in that second half. Or to think that they, they were a little shell shocked.
3: Yeah, you know, I would agree with that. Um, I, I don't think they expected the Rams to be able to come out and move the ball the way they did against them. You know they, they've watched them move it, move the ball against the Forty ers and against the Colts, which you know everybody's like, well, you know, look at the two teams that they're playing. But I think as Rams fans and and as and as reporters and commentators and things like that, where we pay a lot of attention to the game, where we pay close attention to stats and we watch game film and we analyze play by play and. And do all those different things. I think we knew a lot sooner than the general public knew, just because we do all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and I knew that they were legit before this game even started. But I didn't know how well they'd do against a you know a, a better team or an upper echelon defense. And they did. They frustrated the Cowboys today. And, and I think that's a lot of that's attributed to the amount of weapons that the Rams now have on offense. There wasn't one player that really stood out except for Gurley Woods made some great plays down the field he got robbed on a on a touchdown yeah yeah, on a touchdown that even after replay they didn't change it which was horrible but then you know we turn right around the next play and and Goff throws the cup for a touchdown so it's like oh okay we're not used to seeing that as Rams fans not except for back when you go back to you know 99 2000 2001 in that area but uh Cup was a weapon, and Gurley was a weapon, and Woods was a weapon, and Tavon was a weapon. And, you know, Tavon at moments looked great today, and at moments still look like he's kind of in a slump. But he was a weapon that they had to keep track of. Where last year and the year before, it was it's either Todd Gurley or some short dump pass somewhere or a jet sweep. That's all they had to worry about. That's not the case with this team now. They're, they've got the deep threats now with Sammy Watkins. They've got a possession receiver like Cooper Cup. So I th- I think that did really shock them that the Rams could continuously drive the ball on them. But the defense in the second half tightened up, and, and when they got pressure on Dak Prescott, I don't think he was as good as he was in the first half. Prescott is amazing. They, they wouldn't have had a chance at all if it wasn't for him being able to escape uh, and get out of the pocket. I mean – Aaron Donald had him for a sack literally halfway to the ground and somehow he spun out of it and, and uh, rolled out and completed a 30-yard pass down the field. So I think the problem for the Rams going forward is after watching this game and after teams studying this film, they're going to realize that the Rams are legit. Offensively, they're legit. Defensively, we're going to have to make some some changes and do some things differently. And, you know, it's nice to see the coach be able to change it up and, and change what he's doing and make adjustments to be able to close out a game and only allow a team to score once in the second half when they scored every possession in the first half. That's great, but like it to happen a lot sooner than at halftime.
2: Well, let's look at this game real quick. Okay, I'll just break it down the stats. Um, for those who are listening, the Rams get 24 first downs, Cowboys 22. Uh, third down efficiencies is where the Rams struggled a little bit. They were 4 for 12, Cowboys 7 out 13. Total yards, 412 for the Rams, 440 for the Cowboys. This is where you could really tell how close this game was. Total play, 68 for the Rams, 65 for the Cowboys. Average average game per play, 6.1 for the Rams, 6.8 for the Cowboys. Net yards rushing, 168 for the Rams. Nice game there. 189 for the Cowboys. We'll talk about that in a moment. Rushes, 31 for the Rams, 27 for the Cowboys. So yards per rush, 5.4, and then 7.0 for Dallas. Net yards passing, 244 for the Rams, 251 for the Cowboys. Uh, that happened on 21 of 36 for the Rams, uh, 6.6 per pass, one-time sacked, 11 yards lost. Uh, Cowboys, 2035, 6.6 per pass, 3 times sacked, the so three sacks. Only two-punched the Rams. We have not been able to talk about that much in a long time. We're used to Hecker punting six, seven times a game. He punts twice today for an average of 54 yards. Dallas, three times, 47 yards. Penalties still. High, seven penalties for the Rams, 41 yards, four for 45, no fumbles lost, high on possession. I think this is key right here, Norm. Uh, 31 minutes, nine seconds for the Rams. Um, a lot of that had to be the second half. So very, very close, good offensive football game. A lot of things to work on. A lot of things to be excited about.
3: Well, I, I agree. I was texting Johnny uh, during the game, and and we were kind of going back and forth because he wasn't able to watch part of it. And one of the comments I made at the end of the game, because he was like, oh, gosh, this is so close. We need to drive down and get a touchdown. And I said, well, it would be nice to get a touchdown, but uh, a field goal will put us up by five. And the way the Rams defense is playing right now, if they can continue to do that, we should be all right. But the biggest thing we need to do is we need to drive the ball down the field and use up a ton of clock. And the Rams look like a playoff team today. At the end of the game, totally the opposite of the way they looked against the 49ers. The Rams chewed up the clock, drove down the field. There was a timeout. And then the two-minute warning, you know, is when the Cowboys kind of took over. But it was after the timeout we had a false start. So now it's first and 15 instead of first to 10. And and McVay actually made the decision to chew the clock and make Dallas use their timeouts rather than concentrate on getting the touchdown. And I think that was a that was a big deal because I would have hate to have seen Jared Goff make a bad decision and try to shove the ball in the end zone at the end of the game. I was happy to see him use ball control, run the football, chew the clock, and rely on your defense. That's what playoff teams do, and that's what the Rams did today. And, and I was proud of them. I, I, I haven't said that much for a long time. Uh, I was proud of the way that the Rams performed at the end of the game today. And if they can do that consistently throughout the year, they have a really good shot at being a playoff team. The other, com- yeah. the other comment I want to talk about real quick is the time of possession. In the first half, it was way skewed. Dallas had the ball way more than the Rams in the first half. Time of possession—I don't remember what it was, but it was a crazy number. And second half, you're right; it was the Rams who caught up in time of possession and made those numbers not so crazy because it wasn't even close in the first half. All right.
2: So we, another thing here about this game, and this is going to be—this is going to sound petty. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I have to comment on this, Norm. I have to comment on this. I know where you're going. <laughs> what the hell with these, with these uniforms? What are we doing? We go down there to Dallas, and we're going to talk about the just how special this game is in overall in a minute, but how do you go down there and represent in Dallas with uniforms looking like that? How do you how do you even justify this? It's an embarrassment to this team. I, if I'm a player, I'm embarrassed to wear, the, I am embarrassed to wear that uniform today.
3: It looked like What's they What's going on? It looked like they stopped at the Donald, at the Dollar Tree on the way there and picked up the the pants and the jerseys were just ugly. I mean, it, it's really pathetic the way the uniforms look. I don't know if the league told the Rams that they couldn't change the uniforms yet and the Rams are doing this just to tell the league kind of what they think. But this is their form of of protesting uniforms by putting these crappy uniforms on the field. It you know, I'm not. I like the color rush uniforms because they're bright and shiny, and you know, they're great to watch them in. But I would much rather see them wear the color rush uniforms than the crap they wore today. They were ugly, but at least the team's performance didn't match the uniforms.
2: Yes, true, true. I mean, 100% true. But come on, there needs to be some level of criticism levied at someone here. You know the. I just in so many ways I feel like even in, in days like today where we should just be straight up celebrating, there's gotta be something to look at the team and go, are you effing kidding me? And that's that one thing for me. It's, a, it's that one thing saying, this is the team. This is how you want to represent your team on the football field. And that really bothers me. It's like this this front office is tone deaf to to just the 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 nuances of the game. You know, you you want your your fans to wear your colors. You want them to be proud of the colors. You want them proud of your uniform. You don't want them making fun of your uniform. You don't want it's national news, man. This is on Yahoo Sports. This is on ESPN. They're asking why on it. well they're asking why on earth would the Rams go with this wretched piece of garbage of a uniform. It's so it is embarrassing. It doesn't take you away from the win in the fact that it's a win. But we shouldn't even be this shouldn't even be a subject right now. This be the freaking Dallas Cowboys. I shouldn't be talking about a uniform or I shouldn't feel the need to. But here we are. Oh,
3: I, was, I saw comments like, man, the equipment manager must have been smoking weed before he got <laughs> the uniforms out. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of stuff on social media about the Rams uniforms. It, it, you know, it must be doing more than weed. They, right? they, need, they, do, they do need to make changes. Um, and, and let's face it, none of us are going to be happy until they go back to the old school colors. Being back in L.A., they need to bring back the L.A. colors. thats I mean, no one's going to be happy until they do that.
2: Well, this is their way. Of, they're, they're talking on the blue and white. This is DeMoff's thing here. He is totally sold on the blue and white, even though only a small section of those fans want the blue and white over the blue and gold. You know, they want that old L.A. blue and gold back. That's what they want back. And to me, this is just a tone-deaf response. And we know what they're doing. They're waiting to unveil the uniforms in 2020 when they move to the new stadium. But in the meantime, you're putting, to me, you're putting marketing, you're, you're putting – the idea of this old uniform ahead of of what the fans really want and that's really the argument to me of what the Rams have done wrong in this move back to la you know they they they've done a lot wrong and now they're turning things into a lot of rights they're, they're finally getting a football team we can be excited about and yet they still do dumb things like this and it's it's embarrassing it makes me wonder if even if, even if they can make the playoffs and they can build a team that should be a playoff contender they will ruin that too. They can't even do a uniform right.
3: Yeah, they definitely lost the fashion show today. That's for sure.
2: So that ran aside. Let's you know, let's let's also look at this and go. You know, this is a win over the Dallas Cowboys. Just on a note, this is the first time the Rams have beaten the Cowboys in nine years. We've had some rather embarrassing meetings with the Cowboys over the last few few times out. But the Rams had twenty-one nothing lead. Twenty-one nothing blew that game. Okay, they lost in two thousand thirteen. 31-7, to rushing game, couldn't stop the Cowboys then. 34-7 to in 2011, uh, it was just, you know, that, that was just embarrassing. And I think this game means a lot because this is the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a team that the Rams have a long running history with, going back especially to the 70s. And so there is something special about it. There really is.
3: And it gives me a little, makes me feel a little proud to see this group grow up with it today. Well, weren't the Cowboys a 13-win team last year? They were. So, is it now time for the announcers to quit talking about the Rams' rebuilding process? Is it time for all the teams to, or all the announcers to quit saying that it, the Rams are a lower echelon team? You know, do they deserve some credit now? Are they legit? Those are all the things that that I, as a fan, get disgusted when I watch TV and I'm listening to the announcers and they say, well, you know, the Rams. The Rams have only played, you know, three te- three games so far, and two of the teams were horrible. And you know, they're still they're still going to have to grow. It was nice to hear the announcers today kind of say this Rams team is showing up. These guys are, you know, Goff's golf's for real. Look at Gurley. I mean, it, it was nice to finally see that. And I'm hoping I can tell they're legit defensively. You know, which I'm struggling with saying because we've been pretty good defensively for the last five years, but. Defensively, we're not quite where we need to be yet, but offensively, we're legit, and it's nice to finally say that. and And hopefully, hopefully, people will start taking us seriously. Okay, a couple more notes just before we sign off. Um, with the Rams now
2: to three one, they're in first place. They, what you're talking about will the will the media treat it differently? I think no, it won't. This team was three and one last year. Different team, a better team for sure. They were three and one last year. This team has a history of, of, of disappointing. And so I, I kind of believe that right now, until this team can do this consistently against good teams, I, I really doubt that the media will respect the Rams. I, you know what? And to be fair, the last time the Rams had a winning season was when? Yeah. 2003. Yeah. So I, I kind of think that they need to earn that respect a little bit more. And it'll come. It'll come. But I also, I, I, I get what you're saying, though, because there is talent on this team. This is a very good offense. The Rams are averaging about 35 points a game now, right? Yeah. So, so when you're averaging 35 points a game in your first four games, you've done this against Dallas, you know, that's a solid defense. Not a great defense, a solid defense. You know, you put up 20 against Washington, and Washington, as you found out, last week against Oakland, that's a freaking good team. You know, so, I, I just don't see... How much longer can you ignore that part of it? It's coming. I have to believe it's coming, and I have to believe that as time goes on, this team will win over LA, and that'll be a special day. When we start seeing these fans going to games in the Coliseum and later on in Inglewood, and they're filling it up week in week out, I think that'll be a really
3: special thing. Not just because the team returned, but because this is good football. Well, and I, I want to point out too, there were there were in our pregame podcast there were a few things that. We talked about that had to happen in order for the Rams to get this win. Number one, Havenstein had to be, had to win the battle against Demarcus Lawrence. And Lawrence had one sack today and really was a, pretty much a non-factor the whole game. Um, They helped Havenstein out with uh, chipping him with running backs and, and doing some, some different scheme things, but, uh, Havenstein definitely won that battle today, which was good to see. Our, our offensive line really won the battle today against the entire Cowboys defense. The other thing was turnovers. We, we said that you know turnovers were going to be a big factor in this game, and we couldn't continue to turn the ball over and expect to win. We had no turnovers. We got two from them. So they did what they needed to do there. And, and I'm, I'm kind of proud of, of our Rams Talk staff. Uh, you told me what uh, Martin... Yeah,
2: Martin, Martin called it 38-30 Rams.
3: And in my my podcast before the game, I called it 31-27 Rams, and Johnny was like 42-38 or something like that. But we all had about the same spread, and we were all really close. And it's nice to it's nice to actually pick our team to win and have them win by about what we say it's going to happen by. I think we've got a pretty good grip on the team, and, and I can tell you that... In all the years I've watched Rams football, the Rams are definitely a lot better team at three and one today than they were last year at three and one. There's a lot to look forward to. Yep. And, and there's there's a lot for us to hope for. Um, a couple of small
2: observations based on what you've talked about today, what we've discussed. Uh, looking forward as the year goes on, what happens to the linebackers, you know, what are they gonna do within in that three four set, especially with how ineffective that time over three's been. Will they keep where they're gonna adjust? Will they keep adjusting here? How coverage is gonna be. You wanna watch that? That might be a spot where we're gonna see some movement in the draft next year. You also wanna watch, I think, the production of Watkins and, and Wood. Sorry, Woods. Watkins one catch today for seventeen yards. Um that's you know, we wanna see him more involved in the offense. So there's still room to grow. Um he's that guy that we need making plays. And we know what he can do. And we also want to keep him around. We want him to be around. I, this guy, I, I a, I'm i a big believer in Sammy Watkins. You remember this. With the Greg Robinson draft,
3: I wanted them to take who? Sammy Watkins. Well, and I had predicted that they yeah. would.
2: Yeah, and I, I was really big on him then. I'm still big on him. I,
3: I'm still a believer,
2: and I want to see Watkins succeed in L.A.
3: No, I, I agree. I think those are all things moving forward that we need to keep an eye on. And the other thing is, you know, I can see that Wade Phillips is making adjustments, but they're going to have to happen sooner rather than later. Um, not letting them, not letting him build a lead in the first half. You know, we, we need to start changing schemes and and changing up things and, and dialing in our defense much sooner. Fortunately, our offense was able to overcome that today. But I don't want to see our team behind every week until we go in and make adjustments. I want to see those adjustments sooner. But other, but other than that, man, I am just. I am thrilled with the way the game came out today. All my cowboy buddies that were razzing me saying we're going to get our butts kicked. It was nice to just send them a little text with the score in it and a smiley face.
2: <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even have said a score. I just would have said a
3: smiley face.
2: I just, I just would have said a smiley face.
3: Yeah, it was just, it's nice. It, it, it felt good.
2: Just one last thing before we go. Just a reminder, next week the Rams take on the Seahawks at home. Big game. Um, we'll definitely need that defense to show up sooner. Uh, look for our, our pre-game podcast mill this week for Norm High Tower. I'm Derek Ciapala. Rams Win 3530. Catch you win.
3: Adios.
0: Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top.